Welcome to the Nerdaplexy Comic Movie Review Show. In this series, we are going to break down and analyze every comic movie released between 1989's Batman all the way to 2008's Iron Man. We are going to track the trends, hype the hits, and dunk on the duds, all in search of the perfect convergence of comics and cinema. This is a special Sly Timber bonus episode where we are going to be covering uh, an out-of-sequence movie. But joining me, as always, on this epic journey is my longtime friend and frequent co-conspirator, Sam. You got big balls, I'll give you that. And also joining us on this one is our social media nemesis. It's Dave. Don't disappoint my family, Sam. I'll try not to. So sit back, relax, and grab your hatred-filled hammer as we dive into Samaritan. So where were you guys when you saw this movie? I was at work. (laughs) Yeah, this was the first time that I streamed this one real good. Released August 26, 2022. This one was directed by Julius Avery, starring Sylvester Stallone, Javen Walton, and Pilo Asabak. Are, are real murderers who? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's on Game of Thrones. He was one of the Ironborn boys. Oh, yeah. The one everybody hated. Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's one. the one. <laughs> yeah. This is, okay, this is a movie. This is technically the length and breadth that a movie normally is. We get a little history. A little history? (laughs) Fucking rotoscoped novel he read to us. The intro was awesome. That was the coolest part of the whole movie. I don't know, man. Because they did it in that cool, like, cel-shaded, looks like it's straight out of a comic style, done kind of like a scanner darkly was done. It was very stylized to look like a comic book. I'll say that. And I thought that was incredibly cool. Yes, they took live footage and made it look like a motion comic. And I will agree. I think you're both right. I think Sam is correct that it was a cool choice. And I, rotoscoping is a technique that they would use to overlay. It's very cool because I did enjoy that intro. What I did not enjoy is that they tell you the story of this fucking intro 28 more times. Oh my gosh. And as you said, that hate-filled hammer, they don't really explain what that meant, if it had actual meaning in the lore. What does that mean to put all of your hatred into something? Was he just angry when he was making it? Is that the same as putting all your hatred into something? It made it look like he was physically putting his hatred into it. Yes, like the fire of his hatred. Is this one of his powers? Is it a literal thing? Yeah. First of all, we didn't say this on this episode. We did say it in the mini, but... If you want to check out Samaritan with Sylvester Stallone, I think it's worth an hour and a half of your time to pause, check that thing out. It's accessible. It's not the worst thing you'll see or you'll have seen that we told you to see. (laughs) That's glowing praise. I mean, we've told told you to watch way worse flicks than this. You know, so if if you don't want it to be ruined for you, here's your chance. Okay, so we're back in it. He fills his hammer with his literal hatred or Uh some type of hatred. I don't know. Horcrux, if you will. (laughs) Just dripping hot hatred. I don't mind taking this out of sequence a little bit because this is where we see the intro thing. The backstory could have been really cool. And instead, it was like they didn't expect us to care that much about it. And I truly did care. I was like, no, tell me more about the past. Why is Nemesis not that bad of a guy at this point? The conceit here is Nemesis has a plan to blow up some power plants or whatever, basically bring the city to its knees, which is, you know, great bad guy stuff. To bring ultimate chaos. But you find out later, Nemesis says that, that was there was never a plan to do anything like that. So 
now I'm led to believe that he's just fighting his brother to fight his brother. So that's cool, but why did he stop he stopped being a bad guy after his here's the big spoiler, right? Should we do this this far out of sequence? As predictable as it may be. Yes, it is. They telegraph it so hard that I. it's not a spoiler to anybody. If you watch five minutes of this movie, you go, obviously, that's not Samaritan. It's fucking Nemesis. Obviously, it's fucking Nemesis. That's kind of why Sam wanted you to go watch it right away, because there's no way to talk about this movie without immediately spoiling the fact that Sylvester Stallone is irrefutably Nemesis. We get the full story right up front. The beginning intro, I, I was kind of on board. I really liked that they stylized it. It looked really fucking hokey at a couple of points, but I, I didn't think it looked terrible. So Samaritan versus Nemesis, twin brothers is the story they give you. Twin brothers that are at odds. One's a bad guy, one's a good guy, and it's all black and white. And that's how everybody in the city sees it. You know, Samaritan's a good guy, Nemesis is a bad guy. Although, if you look around at the city, it seems to be there's a lot more Nemesis tags than there are Samaritan tags, even though it was, I think, decades since the battle took place and both of them had disappeared or died, likely died. Yeah, at least that's what they were told. Everybody's dead. It seems like it has been a very long time because people talk about it like they heard stories of the story. Like, you know, I heard my grandma say this or my mom say this about it. So it's talked about with reverence like it was a very long time ago. The movie starts, so they go through all the intro and they, they do all the all the like the bits and they show you all the history and all this. And my very first note is you see the character that sliced alone plays Joe, and you see him like kind of right off the very beginning. And my very first note is uh, the guy who lives is probably Nemesis. It's like it's immediately <laughs> Only one of them survives. Probably the good guy, right? No. They hit it so hard that it's immediately apparent that it must be Nemesis. But no one else believes that. A lot of people believe that Samaritan, the good guy, is still alive, including our main character here, our audience surrogate, Sam, who is a... Stupid name. <laughs> a Yeah. He is a street tough who believes in Samaritan and thinks that he's a pretty cool guy. He's a latchkey kid, and he does get hurt pretty often, so I imagine Dave is pretty excited about that. Yeah, this is, yeah, the best parts of the movie. A lot of children get hurt. <laughs> you come to find out later that Samaritan saved his dad's life. Yes, so that's part of the reason why he's so Samaritan-obsessed. So I guess it couldn't have been dozens of years since they disappeared. It could only have been, like at max like 15 years since that happened like the 80s maybe 15 15 years ago is uh no that's 2007 oh no well i i, I just <laughs> wonder because the when when you eventually you get to see a de-aged stallone and he he doesn't look like 90s stallone he looks more like 80s stallone to me at least personally well he was gonna say make me look as good as you can if you're gonna make me look good that was the worst cg in the whole in the whole thing Oh, it was fine. It was a fine little uh, face swap app they used. The Snapchat filter wasn't so bad. <laughs> it didn't take me out of the fiction. I'll say it was fine. I'm glad that they didn't like try to use makeup because he's a pretty gnarled looking dude. Yeah, honestly, show me less of Sylvester Stallone's face in this whole movie was my request. My man's had too much Botox or something. His face is a fucking mask. It's rough looking. He is a very scary man. So Sam's big Samaritan fan. He views him as a beacon of hope still in his terrible city where he gets beat up a lot by uh, dudes who look like Lil Pump. 
(laughs) (laughs) But poor kid's getting into mischief. His first bad decision is to help his friend Jace go steal wire out of abandoned buildings. And they go scrap it. And he continues to escalate his wrong crowd running and ends up trying to work with the little pump gang with hot sauce on his head yeah here's my thing so he's working with this guy and he's like his buddy this guy mm-hmm. that he knows jace so he's mm-hmm. working with jace and they're stealing wire out of banding buildings and they're scrapping it and while they're on the way there sam asks jace where are we taking this and he says we're taking it to cyrus and sam's like cyrus is crazy we can't be working with him and that's his big protest they get there they sell the wire and as soon as they get there sam's like actually you know what Fuck you. Yeah. I'm working with Cyrus more now. Seems like there's more money in that. I guess he realizes that whatever he got for the copper was barely enough to pay his rent because his single mom stuff, you know, their place gets boarded up essentially by the uh, landlord who holds over their head that they owe money. He's desperate. Also, his mom says that it takes her an hour of bedpan cleaning to earn $5. Yeah. This is a weird dystopian, like, I guess. What is her job? alternate dimension she's like a nurse or something don't they use plastic bedpans is there bedpan cleaning hey nurses let me know is there a job that's bedpan cleaning because if not that's a wild pull for her to say that she's she's cleaning bedpans for an hour to make five dollars it's an injustice either way you don't see kids getting evicted in movies enough (laughs) well this kid is evicted a couple of times it makes him desperate so he takes some money from Cyrus, the man who he was feared. And at first, he's working with Lil Pump, and they, they're going to try to steal lotto tickets, and they accidentally <laughs> steal chips. Yeah, but they're good chips. Good. I, hey, you should be happy you got some chips. So he was only going to make $10 for that whole fucking-ass performance, which I guess is okay if his mom's only making 5 and he can make 10 for putting some hot sauce on his head. Yeah, he didn't have to clean a single bedpan. I feel like if there is a bedpan cleaning service, it would be like like a big industrial washing machine, right? Nobody's having to scrub out bedpans, right? God, I hope not. Well, maybe not scrub out per se, but you've got to dump it at least. And I think that's the worst job. Yeah, you got to collect it. you got to dump it. Okay. Even if they're just plastic, you still got to dump them. You still got to have that in your fucking mitts. Yeah. That is certainly worth more than $5 an hour, I'll tell you that much. Times are tough, and everybody's scrapping and scrounging. So... Sam is starting to get mixed up Goodfellas style with the wrong crowd. These guys are giving him money. It gets him and his mom back in the apartment. So obviously he's going to go back. But while he's kicking it in the area around his building, he meets for the first time this guy, Joe. And they talk about some of the junk that Joe takes from the garbage and he's fixing up. And so they've had an introduction. So Joe's kind of on the lookout for Sam at this point. And the next day, the bullies come for Sam and they're about to kick his ass for a man trying to keep a low profile. Joe really likes to intervene in children fights. No, he pulls no punches on those children. (laughs) He he held a karate chop for like 30 seconds just to make the kid look at it for a minute and flipped him with it. It was amazing. Yeah, he, he whooped some teen ass. Best scene Easily. Which could have been enough, probably, to see how far he was throwing those teens to determine that he was likely a super-powered individual. But as luck would have it, he squeezed a knife that was one of the gangsters. Takashi 6 9 knife. Um, one of those guys. One of the Gucci gang. 
Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang, Gucci gang. Squeezes their knife and leaves his his like handprint in it, and that's enough for Sam to say. Hell yeah, dude. I just got saved by Samaritan. I knew he was still alive. And the more he says, it's Samaritan, you're Samaritan, Samaritan's alive, the more anyone's uh, subconscious should be screaming out, oh, it's definitely not Samaritan. Uh There's no way (laughs) this kid would find out that it was Samaritan in the first five minutes of the movie. It makes no narrative sense. There's no payoff. There's almost no payoff because when you sit down to watch this movie, I mean, you kind of get the impression that Samaritan's going to be in it. It's going to be a movie about these two superheroes, especially because there's only two fucking superheroes in this whole universe. So it's not like this is a boy's... What they don't tell you is that the reason why the movie's called Samaritan is because the main character, Sam's last name is Ariton. I even wrote halfway through my notes. I can't believe I didn't realize his name was Sam, which is supposed to be short for Samaritan the whole time. I was... Was he named after Samaritan? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, Sam grabs that knife and he runs wildly with it. (laughs) Right around this time, we get to see the driving plot. Cyrus is the big bad of this one, and he has stolen some sort of EMP, but also firebomb, like a ghost bomb things. They love these things. They do love them. I thought they were EMPs, but it's fire and this like black goop that comes out of it that fucks with electronics, I guess. I don't know what these things are. And they had an unlimited amount of them. Yeah. Well, I'm going to peel the curtain back a little bit. Please. They had one of them. <laughs> the prop department had one <laughs> grenade-looking thing, and they were like, you got to use this thing for everything for the rest of the movie. It was a coffee tin with a trigger. This is what you're using. We simply cannot afford a different style of grenade or a different gun. We can barely afford muzzle flash in this movie. You're lucky you get that. There is a special effects disparity is shocking because there are a lot of scenes that look awesome. Like there when, you know, sometimes he's like punching guys and throwing them through walls and it looks fucking sick as hell. And there are sometimes when he does those very same things and it looks absolutely crazy. So he runs with that knife because he knows of a guy who might be interested in that. But before he does that, he goes up to his room and he pulls out the old binoculars Uh and he tries to catch Sly putting on a show. And as luck would have it, he does take a shirt off. He he has some rear window. He's a peeper. Sam's a peeper. A peeping Sam. Yeah, as as they all call us all. (laughs) I was very happy, though, that they did call the fact out that he was peeping on an old man. Martin Starr plays the character that he's written books about Samaritan being alive. Sam thinks this is the evidence I need to give to this Martin Starr guy to prove to him, at least, that Samaritan is still alive. And Martin Starr's just doing his dang thing. He hasn't sold one book. I like the character. He plays that role really well. That was like a really good moment. I really enjoyed I like the 10 bucks was enough to buy him. <laughs> well, he got a, bu- a book sale. The 10 bucks, I think, is just to convince him that he's like actually in it. He's like, okay, so now I will waste my time and, and show you all my cool Samaritan toys because you're at least willing to throw down your crumpled $10 bill. He finds out also that who he thinks is Samaritan's name is Joe Smith. So that's that's great. Very good name. Almost the most conspicuous name someone can have, even though it's the, probably the most common name. When you look like this man does, your name could not possibly be Joe Smith. No, come on. The reporter's a little bit of a Samaritan fanboy. The bad guy, Cyrus, he is a big-time nemesis fanboy, so much so that he uses his fancy new ghost bombs 
to blow up the police station to steal Nemesis' hatred-filled hammer and his blood tear mask. To do so, he hands one of those grenades to the cop who's keeping the inventory of the evidence locker. And the cop, as he's looking down at this thing that couldn't be anything but an explosive, is so stoic. (laughs) He's like, yeah, well, I guess this is how it goes. So he blows him up, and he does find the nemesis mask and the hammer, which, as luck would have it, is sitting loose in a random police station evidence locker. In a Ziploc bag or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It's got, it's, I don't know, it had its own, like, bespoke case That's and true. everything. Like, looks like they got somebody to angle out some styrofoam for it and everything. But just on a shelf in the lockup. Are there other superheroes in this world, do you think, that you would... They don't mention them, right? But... It doesn't seem like it. It seems like this is the only superhero. It seemed like you wouldn't handle these possessions so nonchalantly as to just have them in evidence. They'd be in a museum or something. Oh, the government would certainly have them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, some kind of deep vault or whatever. Assuming there's actual hatred baked into that hammer, they probably want to figure out the science. Right, actual liquid into every nook and cranny. Liquid hatred. They're just going to leave that sitting in the basement at the fucking 8th Street precinct. Yeah, right. Suck my butt. The thing that really bothered me in a very Dave-esque moment for me, they steal the hammer, they steal the mask, he smashes the Samaritan mask, and then leave like $4.2 million in a easily transportable pre-wrapped brick and just leave. Ridiculous. At least grab some of it. A huge mountain of cash. It was already bound all up. You could just throw that under one arm as you left. There's like four guys. None of them took nothing. Absurd. Maybe it was like a, if you touch anything, all, all of it turns to sand, like in Aladdin. You could only get what you care for. <laughs> so at this point, Sam begins the investigation proper. He's stalking. He's breaking in to Joe Smith's apartment. He does a little light B&E trying to to track down and confirm whether or not this is Samaritan. He breaks in and steals a scrapbook with some Samaritan headlines. And at this point, since you know it's Nemesis, you understand that this is his brother and he's proud of his brother. If at any point during this movie, you think that Joe Smith is Samaritan and are fine with that, that's crazy because this man is doing just villain behaviors. I don't know. He's making all the bad choices that you could make in this campaign. Honestly, the freezer that is totally full of nothing but ice cream, like a good guy superhero would have like whole grains. He would not have ice cream. He would have like Superman doesn't just eat ice cream. He eats like a balanced diet. You know what I mean? I don't know. Well, there's there's narrative sense in the ice cream, right? If he overheats, his heart explodes. Right, so he needs to eat ice cream to cool down. He could just drink water, but he doesn't like the taste of it. He doesn't like the taste. (laughs) He's a drug of the day. I I live in a cave. So Sly Joe Smith, if that is his real name, goes to Sam's apartment to reclaim the scrapbook. Instantly knows where this kid lives. Yeah, well, you know, he's observant. Yeah, well, and also the kid has said, like, you're Samaritan, and the guy's like, fuck off, leave me alone. Did see him do a peep. He, he expected this to have been the kid to take his lovely scrapbook of his... He goes back to get the scrapbook. It's pretty chill. The mom begs him not to call the police, whatever. He's a good kid, you know. He just needs a little more guidance, you know. 
we're just building that part up so that Sly is his spot is softening for him. <laughs> there has to be a better way to say that. <laughs> there isn't though. No, there isn't. But why did they end up in the road? I don't remember. Doesn't matter. The fact is, Lil Pump's Gucci gang <laughs> sees Samaritan on the street walking back to his place. Sam's out there yelling at him, saying, like, hey, man, I know you're Samaritan, whatever. Let's talk about it. Uh-huh. And Lil Pump's Gucci gang rolls up, hits Stallone very good. Wow. <laughs> very good with the car. Wow. <laughs> this is almost worth the whole price of admission, which is two hours of my time. I'll never get back. Watching this car hit scene is so fucking good. It's wonderful. The car hit was real good. It's going to be the gift heard around the world. It's the new Meet <laughs> Joe Black, you know, where like where Brad Pitt gets hit by like 10 cars. And it's just so, so juicy. It's satisfying. It, yeah, juicy is a great way to put it. It just really, it, when, if you see a man get hit, a digital slice alone get hit by a car at like 70 miles an hour, it's exactly what you want to see. Hits just right. So, Dave, you're saying you don't like the banter that follows when um, Sam asks Sylvester Stallone, are you okay? And he says, fuck no. You didn't like that? (laughs) No, I thought it was really, really dumb. So good. It was wonderful. It was very funny. And you find out that Joe Smith, if that is his real name, is the opposite of the unbreakable guy because he needs water to be cooled down. Water, ice cream, when his body heals, it produces a tremendous amount of heat. And if he doesn't cool down, his heart will explode. So Sam watches him shower, and he steams up, and he eats ice cream, and he tells him the reason why is that his heart will explode. He he needs that cream. And then he tells Sam that he's delusional for thinking that he's a superhero. (laughs) That is big-time gaslighting. (laughs) He really tries that tactic a lot, but it's never very super convincing. Meanwhile, back in Cyrus town, Cyrus has gone out. He's garbed up. He's got the nemesis mask. He's got that hate hammer. And he um, starts a series of riots. Yeah, he's talking crazy, but he's got some good marketing. Uh huh. He's handing out nemesis ski masks. <laughs> it got me to thinking that we need to really get on that Redbubble store. Okay. And perhaps Nerdaplexi ski masks. Mm. We can have people wear those and then they can... Rob Banks. Buy our hate-filled hammers, and they can, you know, walk those around to just tell them the good word. I'm just worried we're thinking too small. Let's circle back to the hate-filled hammers, but other than that, I'm on board. Sam wants Joe Smith to use his superpowers for good and stop the new nemesis. But Joe Smith just wants to fix his junk in peace, absolutely howls a bunch of uh, ice cream. Some good product placement, by the way, because I do want to get some ice cream. I don't remember the brand, so it's it's gone. It was, it was Edie's. E-D-Y, apostrophe S, Chocolat. Or at least they were aping it. Doesn't matter. That's our sponsor for the day. Ah. For this episode, Edie's Ice Cream. Please. Please, Ice Cream Daddy. Not Edie Amin, <laughs> the last king of Scotland. No, not him. Forrest Whitaker. Unfortunately. Well, as much as we hate that, Joe also hates that um, this nemesis guy is doing nemesis stuff. When Cyrus first smashes the Samaritan mask, I guess because someone else is using and abusing his own liquid hatred, he can like sense that and he feels that. Oh, yeah. And the thunder and lightning. What do you mean? Samaritan felt that his mask got hit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, because it's imbued with his happiness, his happy-go-lucky attitude. You come to find out that 
Stallone says he will train Sam in a manner of speaking. And, uh, you know, Sam gets to ask him a lot of pretty funny questions, honestly. It's a pretty endearing exchange. But what ultimately I think is the best part is, you know, he's saying, you know, he, yeah, he can do all these great things, but it's not as good as he used to be. You know, he used to be able to jump 10 cars. And then Sam says, well, how many cars can you jump now? And he's like, well, nine. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Pretty good. It's such a minimal depreciation of his superpowers. The fight class doesn't go very well, but Joe teaches Sam his primary lesson is sucker punch him and then run like hell. That's the big lesson he wants him to teach from fight class. And I can't believe Samaritan would give him that lesson. I thought it was wild. But then Sam punches him in the stomach, tries to sucker punch him, and messes his hand all up. Learns that lesson pretty quick. So Sam, after all of this, believes that he has met Samaritan. And this is his firm belief. And he keeps telling him, you're Samaritan. And he keeps saying, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not. It's not like that. So convinced that he's finally met his hero, this paragon of moral virtue, he immediately goes out and joins up with a gang and more fully commits to the fucking gang life. I can't parse it. I don't, I don't get it. Right. Cyrus rolled up on him and he had given him $100 before saying, you know, this is for what you're going to do for me in the future. In Sam's defense, probably be pretty spooked by this guy and I might just have to go with him because otherwise he'll probably just ice you in the streets. Fair point. Another non sequitur scene is Joe Smith, Samaritan, probably, maybe, I don't know, watching the Exposition News Network. Plot News Network. <laughs> all relevant news right at the right time. And uh, he's eating some cereal and he finds out that this guy's got the nemesis mask and the nemesis hammer and it makes him break his cereal bowl, which isn't nearly as menacing as they might have thought. A lot of people could do that. It was a plastic bowl. I've broken bowls before. <laughs> right. Just by accident. Never in a fit of rage. They make it look like he's cracking the fucking crust of the earth. Yeah, it's a plastic cereal bowl. Uh, yeah. He breaks it in his fucking big, big hands. And they are beefy, those hands. Mm-hmm. So Cyrus employs Sam, but it doesn't really work out, and he ends up costing him some money. The bullies, who also, Lil Pump and his Gucci gang, also work for Cyrus, but they've got a bone to pick. They're beating up Jace, and Sam comes to his rescue, and in retaliation, they fuck him up big time, and I guess they smash his arm between piece of metal and a big ass wrench so they break his wrist pretty cool brutal pretty cool i didn't expect that to happen i was expecting someone to come in at the last second and stop that but no yeah they they smashed that kid's arm so points in their favor like that i don't think at any point in time that there's an illusion that cyrus is the good guy but they try to sort of hammer that home with like his relationship with sill mm -hmm. this female character he found her in a, sleeping in one of his cars, and he basically took care of her her whole life. So that's kind of like, oh, that's not such a bad thing. Even though he killed that cop in the evidence locker, you think, well, at least it's a, it was a means to an end. He needed to get this hammer to start this, you know, whatever. He, it's bad. It's, of course, bad. Not good. To, He's not perfect. Not good to take a life and all that. <laughs> mm -hmm. I mean, Matthew Broderick did it, so what's good for the goose <laughs> is good for the gander. Jesus. Um, but right when you think that, like, he's just pretty misguided, then he shoots that cop in, in the back, I guess. I don't know what he, the cop was doing. That cop was, like, on the take, and then he killed him anyway. He was on the take, but he must have done something or whatever. He didn't, he didn't want to be a part of this power plant scheme, which is a good scheme. Yeah, he wanted out, and they wanted him dead. But he shoots the guy in the back, and he says, you know, Always give people hope. 
which I think was nice. That's kind of like the breakdown of the Cyrus character. Sam sees that, and that's whenever he's trying to get away and sees that Jace is getting beat up on top of that. And he still sticks around, really. It's crazy. But Cyrus and the gang, they're on to Joe. A little pump tells him where he is, and they see him. They follow him. There's a little following sequence, and they decide to have a fight in an underground cavern. I don't know what the hell this is. Like, it's an underpass of some kind. But this fight is pretty dope. I don't hate this fight at all. My one big beef with this is that why can't tough guys ever carry an umbrella? Why do they have to walk and just get rained on? He needs both his hands. He needs both his hands free in case he needs to throw them. Again, makes narrative sense. That's one of the few times whenever you say such a thing and you're right that that happens all the time that the cool guy doesn't have an umbrella. Mm-hmm. That rainwater feels real good to Joe Smith. Okay, because he's all hot. He's an old guy. He's eating that up. Yes. He he's steamy. That dude wants the water. Normally doesn't make sense. Right here, makes all the sense. Makes sense. It makes all the sense that they allow it to. Right. So the fight's going on and it's escalating and Joe Smith is now just straight up murking these goons. He was just beating them up before, but he gets shot a bunch and he shoves a guy's fucking gun part into his heart that was really cool that was super dope pretty cool move he does a couple of murders that whole fight in the alley was great there's a lot of solid fight choreography i think (laughs) but then he had to undercut immediately by saying fly and he throws that guy a cool throw here's what i'll say they're very sparse with the quips in this movie which is good because they're all very bad (laughs) <laughs> They're so bad. I hope there's a smash cut of all of them one day. There's only like four or five. Like I said, quite sparse, but all of them just very bad. Completely missed the mark. With his theatrics, Joe gets caught. He saves a girl from the goons from being blown up with one of their ghost bombs. But in the process, he gets noticed and there's a bunch of cell phones. And you know what? You don't take people. What is this society that we tape everything? What's going on? Do we not live in the moment anymore? We just tape everything from a phone? I don't like that. He makes the news, so he's got to bug out. He's got to get out of here. Got to head to Albuquerque. Literally to Albuquerque, like a Bugs Bunny bit. I knew I should have taken that left point of Albuquerque. (laughs) He gets out of there in time, but unfortunately, Sam and his mother do not... And I just love the way they rolled into Joe's apartment. apartment Literally shooting everything, even though it was absolutely no way he could be hidden anywhere in this apartment. They still decide to shoot every single one of his belongings. And I really appreciate their energy. This is where the muzzle flashes are super bad. Or non-existent. But I wasn't 100% sure because if someone told me that it was on purpose to bring you back to like the comic style, maybe. It looked like it was out of a comic book and that they didn't want for it to. Honestly, I didn't really notice. I was more so watching the squib work, which (laughs) may have also been CG. I don't know, but there's lots of particles happening. I was kind of half paying attention to this movie at this point, but the amount of blasting they did to this apartment was pretty cool. Many bullets. So I got a Dave out real quick. When they're chasing him, they get into the elevator. The door opens so slow and closes so goddamn fast. I was like, what's... You're not Daving out. The elevator door closed almost as fast as the one in Swamp Thing. (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. If you're running from someone and you have to get on an elevator, there's no worse thing. You literally can't hit the button that says close the elevator and have it work that fast. It doesn't work. Unless they're probably, if there's like a, a fire key in the elevator, you can't just close the door. My man could have definitely stuck his fingies in there and it would not have closed. It would have opened right back up. It closed guillotine fast, bro. <laughs> if he put his finger in there, he would have lost it. It was super quick. <laughs> that chunk sound was at least a knuckle breaker. That was absolutely something they were like, we'll get it in post. And then the guy was like, can you make it look any different than that? And it's like, no, this we only have this, this is the only shot we have. We have to make it work. It's like fuck. It's good enough, isn't it? This isn't going to theaters. It's, it's not going to be that big on a screen. Yeah, right. This is going to be on somebody's phone <laughs> on like an airplane, maybe, maybe, maybe. Joe, he's going to leave. Sam gets kidnapped. Joe's going to leave, but oh man, he was fixing Sam's watch and it beeps, and he wants to take it back to him. And he goes to the apartment and his mom's all beat up and she's there. And oh my God, they took him. So guess what? It's time for the final showdown. We've got to go do the thing. It's clobbering time. Really cool fight stuff. The final fight is pretty cool. The garbage truck, also pretty cool. I loved it. He goes with what he knows. And I think that was like, that's kind of smart. He knows where he can get a garbage truck and like a bunch of barrels of gasoline. Yeah, this fight scene, there should not be any doubt in your mind at this point that this is for sure not Samaritan because Joe absolutely just murders a couple of these guys, like gleefully murders them with his bare hands. In my opinion, the more damning dead giveaway is that the cringiest thing of the whole movie after he's killed all those folks, and I don't want to just leap over him killing all those folks he does, Cyrus gets his paws on him and he keeps saying, Oh, you're the good guy. Here's the good guy. Hello, good guy. Samaritan. Welcome, good guy. No one can help you but yourself, good guy. Come on, good guy. No one comes to save you, good guy. I'm like, ah, shut up, dude. This is... Please don't, please don't do what I think you're about to do. It's just, and it's all for this, it's this terrible setup. All he had to do is call him the good guy one time. If they, if they wanted to do this one time, be like, oh, I guess you're the good guy, huh? And then have him beat him up for a while and he'd be like, no, I'm the bad guy, which he does do. He says, I'm the bad guy. Mm-hmm. You keep calling me the good guy, not the good guy. I'm the bad guy. You keep calling me the good guy. <laughs> Which, yeah, you keep calling me the good guy. Yeah, okay. That, they were like, well, we can't remove that part of the line where he, he reminds him that he keeps calling him. The- Did you guys like my spot on Stallone impression? Yes. And uh, it's a, it was just kind of a whack little thing, you know? I was like super on board with everything. And some of the action here is still pretty good when Nemesis gets his hammer back finally and starts whooping up on these boys. But the faces... Oh, when yeah. he breaks a guy's back and then slides him down at a railing, dude. I lost my mind. <laughs> that was the funniest. That was the funniest. He snapped that dude in half on a railing and then just, <laughs> just pushed him so gently. Honestly, the real disservice is classical music wasn't playing because that is fine art. It was art. 
The hammer stunts are some of the best stunts in the whole movie. I thought you said hammer steins. I thought we were talking about the ABC bots again. Aha. Uh-huh. No, the stunts, the hammer stunts. Oh, Hammerstein, maybe. Joe here looks like fucking... His name should have been Joe Hammerstein. That's the only funnier thing. His name is Frankenstein's monster because his face does not work right. When he's going on this hammer rampage, there's the only two faces he can... Three, I guess, faces he can make. Neutral, where he looks perpetually surprised, but also sad. Angry, where he just looks exactly the same. And then, like, very angry, where he opens his mouth. And and then he looks like the fucking thing from Fantastic Four. Yeah, snarling like a junkyard dog. I hated it. And he's hitting these corporeal beings (laughs) with his hatred hammer. And um, and imagining that that is the only thing that can hurt another superhero. It literally broke a tow truck in half. It was disappointing to me that it didn't shatter somebody, like at a molecular level. They should have been blowing these goons to bits. To shreds, you say? Right. I think... Was he pulling his punches when he was hitting them? He wouldn't pull punches with a teen. Why is he pulling punches with these guys shooting at him? No, I, I don't think that's... At least one of them. One of them should have been a wind-up, and it should have misted somebody. Even if we didn't actually ever see that, if like you saw the big wind-up, and then you cut away, and you just heard like splatters, that would be enough. Yeah, Exactly. The problem with this movie is it's PG-13. You're absolutely right. If you're going to do this, no kid is like, oh, I really would love to see the Sylvester Stallone vehicle where he's an aging, ailing, possible superhero. From my favorite comic series. From my favorite comic series that can't even be found on a shelf, which is unfortunate. I'd like to have read that. But anyway. Right. If you're going to do it, make it nasty, as Tyga says. <laughs> he says make it nasty drop drop it on a bitch make it nasty i think he says and i don't know if that's cool to say but i'll make tiger say it anyway <laughs> but if he's gonna drop drop it on a bitch he should do it with a hammer and make him explode into little pc parts yeah that is the problem you remember in old video games whenever you'd blow somebody up and if you look <laughs> at like the zone where they got blown up there's like three arms uh-huh. Yeah, it's just like, and you're like, they didn't really put too much thought into what would come out of a human man. <laughs> a couple of ribs. That's what they should have been doing in this movie. Yes, I agree. This should have been like Max Payne meets Doom. Whatever. People should have been exploding. People should have exploded. At least one person should have exploded or had that hammered bury in them. Eventually, he just wraps it around Cyrus and then throws him in a fiery pit in front of a child. Which is pretty dope, too. Man, <laughs> our boy just killed, like, 48 people instead of building on fire. He the did last Kool-Aid second, Man through, like, six walls. He gets, does a final Kool-Aid Man after he gets hosed off by this youth, uh, and they jump through another building, and then they're safe. And There's one more hammer move where he's surrounded by dudes. Okay. And I know, I, I just can't let an inch of film uh, go uncommented. Because he's surrounded by dudes, and he does this super shredder move where he just blasts all the pillars around. Yes. It was great. And just smashes the building around them. It was wonderful. He causes the ceiling to fall on them. Yeah, it's it's very good. That's the thing with this movie is there's, like, a lot of things that I very much enjoy and are, like, legitimate moments where I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Well, like he's hitting guys with hammers, and they're, like, crashing in the, through the walls and shit. I'm like, it's pretty cool. And then whenever he walks onto the freight elevator with all those guys and he goes, Going my way. Yeah, pretty great. 
That was really cool. No. Just kidding. That's one of them quips. <laughs> another t- Well, it would have been another one of the times where it would have been cool if he left the elevator just like dripping in blood. Exactly. But why did he say going my way instead of going down or going up or something? Because he's going on an elevator. <laughs> They're all going the same way. That's more of like a hitchhiker bit, not like an elevator bit going my way. But you're absolutely right. It should have been like going down and then cut to the splishy splashy noises. Mm-hmm. You know, like TMNT, tell, don't show. It would have been better if he said going my way and the camera spun for like 30 seconds. And you're like, oh, he must be whooping those dudes' asses. <laughs> I wonder if this is because for Judge Tread, we knew that Sylvester Stallone made it hard to, for the director to work. If you're filming the Amazon movie and Sylvester Stallone wants to change the line, I feel like you just let him do it. And I can't imagine he's gotten like more willing to work with it. So maybe it was going down. Yeah, that dude's just like, whatever, man. You're the only bankable star who'll do this movie. So I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it's like say say whatever you want, and I that could be a line. Maybe you didn't want to because of the implication. You know, they can't refuse because of the implication. <laughs> one final quip in this battle: the one guy who's the head of the Lil Pump Gucci Gang, who has been using these EMP blasters indiscriminately for this whole time. He finally he smashes the little EMP into the guy's belly, and then he hammers it in, and then he says, "Oh, blast." How dare they reload that one? Come on. <laughs> That's a classic. That should have been what the bad guy said to one of the other people he blew up rather than... He is a bad guy, Dave. He is the bad guy. But he's not the one we're talking about. But he's the bad guy. He said it before. He'll say it again. It's true. We won't really say it again, but he should. All this to say, Joe Smith, Joe Hammerstein, mm-hmm. he busts into a burning building where Sam is chained to a pipe or something, some type of vertical pipe in the building doesn't much matter and they spend a lot of time fighting in this room and i'm thinking oh his his heart might really explode in here that was as advertised before but he fights cyrus he does throw him in the hole this is where it's 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 like a parallel scene right stallone's hanging from that plank into the Mm -hmm. this burning pit and it looks just like whenever he was standing over his brother samaritan over that burning pit He's become Samaritan in this moment as a savior to the city, kind of. And the other guy, Cyrus, has become Nemesis, standing above him, you know, whatever. Anyway, he gets out. He gets Cyrus into the hole. Great. Really cool stuff. They really downplay the fact that all of them would have died in this room because of smoke inhalation. The room is on fire from all four corners. The floor is literally on fire. That kid would have had... So many third-degree burns. I'm just saying smoke inhalation is heavily underestimated in this scene. In an all-wood room. He should have died before Cyrus and Joe showed up into this room. He wasn't getting low. He didn't have, like, a wet cloth around his face. All the things. (laughs) He wasn't cool about fire safety. I have to agree with you on that. I think it's about time we do a a brief uh, comic convergence. Now, Dave, let me ask you, when you were looking for Samaritan comics, did you come across Astro City, or were you looking for Samaritan specifically? I was looking for Mythos Samaritan. Uh Uh-huh. It's this micro-indie comic. Yeah, and I don't think Astro City is the same thing. It's not. Astro City is a different thing. 
That also has a Samaritan? Yeah, it's just a different, it's a wholly different thing. This was put out by Mythos Comics. They're called a micro-indie comic creator, and I can't find it anywhere. I'm about to call New Dimension Comics and see if they can find it. So this is loosely based on a thing, and if that's the case, then I couldn't find no further deets on that as well. There are a couple of characters named Samaritan in a couple of different comic zones, but this one seems to be pretty specific. It feels a lot like a comic, I will say. They get a lot of the ideas and tone right, that there is a end-of-the-trade kind of twist that is pretty well forecast. And I, I think they're aiming for a younger audience here to try to make that twist more impactful just because Sam is such a young character. So I'm guessing that's their target audience, like 12, 13, 14-year-olds. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But the beginning stuff and the ideas and the themes of this movie do really resonate and seem like they could be from any old comic book. You know what I mean? This seems like a very comic-based story, certainly. Everything I'm seeing online is showing that the run is limited. It's a collector's item. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's an underground thing. Cool. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Mythos Comics in L.A. Facebook page. Oh, wow. The deep cuts. Well, if you are uh, out there at uh, Mythos Comics, hit us up. Let's do a little interview. I'm sure they'll love to give us their comics for free. Send us some shit. Yeah, there you go. That's what we want. Free comics. All right. Well, we should do some reception stuff. So this one, it's um, it's on the internet streaming, so there's not really a box office. I- I'm guessing there probably was some sort of limited theatrical release just to get it in the running for certain things. So it's probably at least on like one or two screens. That being said... I'm not going to look too far into that, but we will check out a couple of review scores. This one's kind of throwing me for a loop because it's not a traditional release. So all of the info is not exactly uh, the same. So yeah, August 26th. Oh, boy. The estimated budget that I'm looking at here is pretty bad if it's true. Coming in an estimated $100 million. What? Which, boy boy it looks like a thing i guess tomato meter it's got this in the stinking category at a 40 percent on rotten tomatoes the audience score this is quite a disparity the audience is pretty much into this they're giving this one a 75 percent it's criminal that this is rated higher than judge dread i don't disagree with you there smaller sample size allows for that though since there's a thousand plus ratings but i feel like judge dread is Oh, probably much higher than that. Yeah, give this one some time, and I'm sure that audience score is going to drop as well because you got your diehards in there. Yeah, there's 100,000-plus ratings for Judge Dredd. See? 99,000 more people speak up on this and see where we're at. (laughs) Then we'll see what N is equal to. Uh, (laughs) So I feel like this movie was the biggest villain of my day, so... Maybe it's a time that we dissect this movie and decide who's the best, who's the worst, and who's the best at being the worst. It's time for Who's Your Hero? Who's Your Villain? Uh, My hero is Sam. He donates money to a local author, and he gets the shit kicked out of him a lot. So I dig it. I like Sam. That's what endears you most to him, is him getting beat up. And giving $10 to a nerd. 
I think his heart is in the right place. He wants there to be hope for his city, even though he contributes a lot to the bad part of his city. He he's a ruffian. Is a, yeah, he's a ruffian. He's aware of his surroundings, and he knows what's necessary to get what he needs to survive, which is good. And even in the movie, they say it would be good if bad people were the only people who did bad things, something like that, paraphrasing. So he's a good person who has to do bad things. Just like Nemesis now, he was a bad person, now is more or less a good person. I'll say my hero then is Joe Smith, Nemesis. Yeah, I feel like um, he put all his hate into that hammer, and then just didn't have enough left to, to give a scoot. <laughs> He's no longer was no longer hateful. He he didn't anticipate that. He was like, "Man, this hammer is gonna be, gonna be really great, and I'm gonna use it to kill my brother." And then like, I feel like his heart wasn't in it anymore after that. He's like, "Wait, I spent all my hate." There you go. He ex he accepted it. He had the chance to kill him, and he he let it go. He tried to save him uh, up until the end. Let that be a lesson to you, folks at home. If you have hate in your heart, uh-huh. smelt it into something. Yeah, excrete it as a liquid form and drip it into a molten hot hammer. Put that shit in a hammer. Make something. Build something. More literally, just create. Be creative with that feeling. He was creative. It was just a sledgehammer, though, guys. Do we know about that? That it was just a sledgehammer? It was just like a regular sledgehammer. It had a cool handle, though. It did have a strap. They painted an eyeball on. It was super cool. All right, well, I think my hero, I'll have to pick, I'm going to go ahead with Jace. Jace, I think, is my hero because he was doing, like, appropriate level of crime, especially for, like, a youth. They were breaking into an abandoned building, and that's not great. He has an entrepreneurial spirit, and he knew when enough was enough. When those guys came around, he was like, you know what, I talk a big game, but no way do you want to be involved with those guys, Sam. And Sam didn't listen, and he almost got his mom killed for it. He knew his line, and he never crossed it. Way to go, Jace. And that leads me right into my villain, which is, in fact, Sam, because he does stick his nose in where he shouldn't be doing, and it really doesn't help anything, and he just almost gets his mom killed. So he's a villain. I don't like him. His name is also Sam, and the movie's called Samaritan. That sucks. It's very confusing for someone who's only halfway listening. It does suck. Yeah, it's a bad name. My villain is... (laughs) Cliché. My villain will be Cyrus. I wanted to like him even like halfway through the movie after he had committed only several murders. But whenever he showed that he had no scruples about shooting a man in the back, eh, you know, that's just what you want a little too far. It's not nothing, you know? He's a big Nemesis fan. He finds out that Nemesis, his hero, as he says, is still alive and he still is trying to kill him. I don't know. I feel like he should have nerded out a little bit. There should have been a scene where he had him beat down in a hot room or something you know lot like now this is getting kind of sexy where he's like <laughs> he's chained to something you know and he can ask him some questions like hey man did you really kill your brother because that's the other problem i have with this movie is they tell you just enough of the backstory to be completely unsatisfying tell me what happened that day that's what he had to do he had to tell me what happened that night why did it go down like that he said there was no plan to destroy power plants. Okay, then why did it go down that night? It was a trap. He just wanted to kill his brother. That's the only thing? That's all it was. He said it was a trap, but I didn't really understand what that meant. He just wanted to kill Samaritan. He never said specifically, like, I just wanted to trap my brother in a battle, and the best way to do that was to act like I was going to destroy stuff. I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So if they had just lived in that zone, make the past make sense, and then the future could make a lot of sense. 
Yeah, definitely. My villain was Lil Pump. He was a liar and kind of a little shit. There was like no honor among thieves with this dude. Honestly, not a very good rapper either. <laughs> Nothing like Tiger. Should we find out that guy's name? Lil Pump? No, I, well, I meant the, the actual character in, in this rotten movie. No, come on. Should we? No? Okay. He's bad and his hair is bad and his... Lil Pump's name is Gazzy Garcia, Dave. Thanks for asking. His face is bad. It's It's good when he gets punched. So, I mean, he did a good job as a bad guy. We've gone through all the things. The crucible. Yes. <laughs> it's time to answer the final question. Would you recommend this movie? No. I mean, why not? What are you it's doing? It's bad. It's not good. What are you doing with your time that's so much better than this? Do anything. Striking distance is better. Uh, watch, watch a movie you already know you like. Read a book. Plant a flower. Go touch grass. Is that the thing you say? Anything. Do any. Okay, this movie is fine enough. No. It's got some cool moments. Watch it. You already watched it. I tricked you in the beginning. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it unless you're really hard up for some superhero shit. Unless you're already caught up on all the DC and Marvel and you're like us and you're just demented. I, would, I wouldn't recommend it. Not a bad movie. But there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing here. There's no demographic I would recommend this to. It's too old for little kids. It's too young for like a hard R. It's not aimed at anybody. If he would have made some men into red jelly with that hammer, I would have wholeheartedly. If they could have turned this somehow into a, a more horror centric thing, you know, that would have been cooler. That's what it needed it to be. It almost gets there with Cyrus, and it, they never quite cross the line because they, like you said, they wanted to be PG-13. If Cyrus could have knocked someone's head off with that hammer, I'd have been very happy with that. Love to see it. But it just kind of misses the mark. It doesn't go far enough, and it goes too far. If you would have rolled it back and made it kind of like an action comedy buddy thing, I think that would have been good too. But this is, for me, this is a movie for nobody. I read on IMDb that this was inspired by Unbreakable and Finding Forrester, which I thought was kind of interesting. In my eyes, it reads more like a PG-13 superhero version of Gran Torino. <laughs> Melissa said the same thing. You get this guy, he's, he's old, he's disheveled, he doesn't want to do nothing, but he's got somewhat of a good heart even though he had a rough life. Mm-hmm who makes friends with his little kid, shows his little kid the way, the way of things, gives his life. That's another thing they could have done, had him give his life at the end. He should have died for sure. If his heart explodes, this is a better movie. No stakes. Is the hope that there's going to be a Samaritan too? Yeah, you don't want to kill off your hero that you just established as being this very cool, very aged man. How are you going to call it Samaritan 2 after we already know that he's not Samaritan though? Do you call it like Samaritan 2 Nemesis? Like you ha it has to be like that, right? Rise of Nemesis. Something. You can't call it Samaritan again. Nemesis underscore Samaritan 2. But well, at the very end, he, he decides that he's... A Samaritan movie. In the Samaritaverse. Nemesis. Don't watch this, guys. But thank you for watching it when we told you to watch it. Watch it. Don't watch this. Watch it. You're not busy. If you haven't, <laughs> you're not busy. Please remember to rate, feed, review, and subscribe. It, it, spend that time listening to old episodes of Nerdaplexy. There's, I'm sure there's a, more than a few that you haven't caught yet. Here's what I'll say. Sync up, 
the Judge Dredd episode. Okay. Listen to that while you watch, like, Pink Floyd and um, The Wizard of Oz, like Dark Side of the Moon and Wizard of Oz. Sync it up. I guarantee you, I can guarantee you that at least one clip of Sylvester Stallone is going to match up with Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> mouth moving in Samaritan. And it will all have been worth it. And you're going to be like, either these are like really good mushrooms or this is the best podcast known to man. We're calling our shot. Uh, and le- call- hashtag um, Samara... No, I, nothing. I got nothing. Make up a cool Samaritan hashtag. Samaraplexy. Samaraplexy. Samaritocracy. <laughs> well, head on over to at Nerdaplexy Pod on Twitter, where Dave will the Nerd Samaritan. It's like a good Samaritan. We'll have something there for you for sure. What What do you got, Dave? Hit me up with your weird streaming movie that you like for some reason, but can't recommend to anyone else recommend it to me I'll, I'll watch the trash you send me uh that you can hit me up at the face of dave i'm not busy dave is not busy he is not busy he's not busy like like you dave is not busy as evidenced by the fact that he watched this whole fucking thing dang movie i'm not gonna say he's got no life i'm gonna say he's life light not the same thing but still accurate uh i guess we're I guess we're all guilty, but you can drop your opinion uh, over at uh, with Sam at PGH underscore SVH. I'm at PGH underscore read on Twitter and a read at underscore Nerdaplexy on Letterbox. Join us next time um, where we'll be getting into some more Sylvester Stallone <laughs> news. Perhaps on the whoa, it, maybe some nudes. Uh, we we can dig back in the archive and get pull up one of those demolition man dummies in frozen and ice. But until we meet again, uh, we'd like to leave you uh, with this thought to ponder. Before we could fully wrap up, we have to say if there was a porn of this, what do you guys think it'd be called? I got something here. I'll let you guys take a crack though. Slam Harriton. Slam Harriton is very good. Slam Harriton is very good. I did not get there. <laughs> I have c- Meriton. Oh. Versus Penises. All right, that's good. Oh. That's. <laughs> With the subheading, Lust Hammer. You know what I mean? Lust Hammer. Yeah, I get you. Lust Hammer. Lust Hammer. It's kind of like a hate hammer. Different feeling. Well, let us know. Uh, send over your more Samaritan porn parody titles at uh, <laughs> fleshhorse.com. It's a shame you deleted all the laughter. <laughs> how will people know how good my joke was if you delete it? They'll know. They'll know. They'll know.